It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. It's another Tigers versus Tigers battle, Auburn versus LSU. We're playing an evening game, 6 p.m. Central Time against LSU. This is going to be a a tough one for Auburn. Um, We did win last week against another Tigers, so maybe that helps them mentally. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, it's always but, funny to me. LSU says Tiger meat. They still chant that even when they're playing Auburn. I know. It's like Tigers don't eat other Tigers. At least I'm not aware. Um, yeah. Maybe we could ask Kyle. Who, you know, he used to. That's true. They did. We should ask him. <laughs> we should ask Kyle. Um, but anyway, so we got LSU coming up. They are kind of in a similar spot to us, except I feel like they're improving a little bit quicker than we are. Um, three and one just like Auburn. Um, and, you know, they, they've they got a new head coach, Brian Kelly, you know, previous Notre Dame. His first season, we'll see how he does. But so far he's start, starting to kind of you know, pick things up um, and show some progress for this LSU team. What's your thoughts on LSU and, and maybe even a little bit about Brian Kelly? Um, yeah, I don't know a lot about him. I did, you know, I watched – the first game, and it was not pretty for them. But, I mean, FSU's appearing to be a pretty good team. Um, honestly, though, the Mississippi State game, Mississippi State in the third or fourth quarter uh, fumbled a punt at, like, the five-yard line, and that turned mm-hmm. the whole game around. State State was winning most of the game. So, you know, and State's not a bad team, but it was in LSU at night, and LSU was not dominating. And, in fact, yeah. may have lost that game if they don't get that turnover. Yeah. Um but they did, took advantage of it, didn't see anything of their game this past week. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're kind of like us. They don't really have an identity on offense. They have a mobile quarterback. That's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I think he was the Arizona State quarterback last year. He's, Sounds uh, about right. Yeah. He's, he's leading their, you know, Jaden Daniels, who's their quarterback, he's leading their team in rushing. So yeah. that kind of shows you he's he's their running threat. Yeah, he's mobile. Um, He's not Robbie Ashford mobile. Like, he doesn't he's not as athletic, but he can do it. Um but and as far as Brian Kelly goes, you know, I didn't see a lot of Notre Dame games. I mean I felt like the ones I did see, they were just <clears throat> fundamentally sound, never like explosive, not against, you know, normal equally matched teams. Yeah. They were just fundamentally sound. And so they won a lot of games doing that. Um, you know, and a fundamentally sound L S U team with all that talent can be very dangerous. So um, that that's kind of my he doesn't scare me as an offensive mind, but I feel like it, once they start really buying in to his program, they're going to you know, they're not going to make a lot of mistakes. Right. And, and I think that's you know part <clears throat> of the reason they probably hired him originally, because they were thinking, yeah, this guy is somebody who you know, has proven at Notre Dame to be a, a winner. And so far, he's you know kind of showing that little bit by little bit. Um but you got you still got the gauntlet 
of the SEC, and he's just beginning of uh, on facing that. And so <clears throat> we'll just have to see how he transitions. I mean, we talked about it in the preseason about him. Uh, I feel like personality-wise, doesn't necessarily fit in with kind of the you know Louisiana, Louisiana Cajun you know persona. He's trying. He tried. <laughs> he is trying. He tried with that and accent, that, but yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's always funny to me uh, that he still did that. Like, that should go on. I don't know. I feel like oh, that, it's that should... it's nice memes, but uh, yeah. yeah, he is trying to fit in a little too hard. But from a coaching standpoint, I mean, he, he brought Notre Dame back when people thought nobody could. Yeah. They thought that yeah. had uh, passed by, and he made them very relevant again. Um, and he's got more talent, or is going to have. I don't, you know, they, I don't know if they've replenished since – or drawn left, but they they're going to have more talent down there to play with. Than right. Did. Well, and you you literally have. I mean, LSU is known to just own the state of Louisiana with talent. So if you're a good talent, you're probably going to go to LSU. It's yeah. just kind of that natural flow that happens there. So I mean, that's kind of the interesting thing where I feel like at this point they they're building the momentum, they're picking things up. That'll probably help a little bit with the recruiting, you know, future state with them. But right now they are what they are. And I think they're, they're still a beatable team. Now that's, that doesn't mean Auburn's going to beat them. As we know, Auburn has its issues. We talked about it in our last podcast, but they are beatable. And, and even, you know, kind of the line for this, this game is only seven and a half points, which, you know, the way Auburn's playing, I feel like that's, I would have said, I would have honestly said a little bit more than that for LSU's favor, where LSU's probably going to beat us. But you know, Auburn could come out. Maybe they they saw something and they've seen a few things that have worked and they start executing on those. So, all right. So one other kind of thought about LSU. Um, we talked about you know probably he's probably going to be a top ten NFL draft pick, Kayshawn Booty. He is phenomenal as a wide receiver. Um, he did miss last week. His girlfriend had a baby. So their baby, I guess, to clarify. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, I saw somebody tweet and I was like, how funny would it be if he just like, you know, missed another week? Like, oh, yeah, if, you know, paternity leave. I'm just going to take that. But, you know, he's not going to. That would help us. <laughs> so. That would help us, but it's probably not happening. He's probably coming back for next week. So that would have been nice. Um, all right, Jerry, let's transition into our next segment, our players to watch. We'll do offense, defense, special teams. Jared, for offense, what are you looking at for Auburn offensively? Who are you going to be looking at? I mean, the big question, honestly, is who's going to be a quarterback, but I'm going to assume it's Robbie. Um, I think TJ's, they were saying that's like a two-week probably minimum recovery yeah. time so let's assume it's Robbie if that's the case I'm gonna be watching Coy, I'm probably gonna watch Coy Moore no matter what I just didn't want to you know obviously we got a quarterback thing but Coy Moore mm-hmm. uh, as as the person we know is going to be playing because I think he showed flashes of being a guy that you know we hadn't really had since you know maybe Ryan Davis being able to take some short passes and turn them into some long games yeah yeah so I think that'll be uh, he's gonna be the one I'm gonna keep an eye on um, so yeah, I think I'll stick with that. How about you? Um, just because I feel like Hank has not done well, um, and it's not because of him. 
it's because of the offensive line. I mean, there was a, even a stat that I don't really pull this up because this was this blew my mind because we're all thinking, oh yeah, you know, Tank should have gotten a hundred. Well, well, let me let me pull this up, and this is a, a Pro Football Focus stat. Tank Bigsby last game against Missouri had 62 yards after contact. So 62 yards after he got hit that he got, you know, after that. He totaled, totaled rushing yards last game, 44 yards. So you're thinking, how is that possible that he had 62 yards after contact but only had 44 yards? That means he was getting hit in the backfield a lot. And so he's making stuff happen to get those 44 yards. So ultimately, he is creating so much extra, you know, extra yardage. And so that's something that <laughs> with this offensive line, he's going to have to keep doing um, because if we don't have a run game, I mean, it's pretty obvious we don't have anything on offense and that's really sad to say, but I feel like that's kind of where, where we're at. Yep. It's pretty tough for anybody to have one if you can't get the run game going. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about defense. Who's your player to watch on defense, Jared? Hmm. I'm going to talk about the unit. I keep bringing them up. I'm going to go linebackers. They have to, have to, have to start fitting the run gaps better. And, you know, honestly, if they start doing that, I think that's the only, I think the DBs have started settling down a little bit. I think the D line, I think Derek Hall had a great game last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Eku Leota has, has been very solid every game. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Marcus Braggs last week had a good game. I think he's the actual – he's the guy that came from Western Kentucky and is technically a backup uh, edge guy, but he played well. So all in all, those, I think if the linebackers, they don't have to be fantastic. They just have to be in the right place. If they start doing that, I said it last on the last podcast, I think we can win some ugly games. Yeah. If they don't do that, we're not. Um, if, like, but if they can figure that – I think we are a – I think we are – that is the missing piece on defense from us winning some more 17, 14 type games. Yeah. And, and I think you, you make a good point and about winning ugly games. I think we can win some ugly games going, going for it. And honestly, that's the only true way I think we can beat in teams that are arguably better than Auburn is doing it in an ugly fashion. And guess what? Defense can dictate that pretty easily by putting pressure, by stopping what the offense wants to do. And, Guess where that comes back to? It's the quarterbacks of the defense. And guess where that is? Linebackers. So you make a good point. Watch the linebackers, see how they do, um, and how they dictate the game. Um, if they're able to stop runs, if they're able to cause disruptions in the backfield, eh, that, that'll make a big difference in the game. I'm going to be watching DJ James. He has impressed me over the past few games. Uh, there's been some crazy pass deflections. He has just seemed to be in the right spot at the right time. And it's just amazing to me that a guy so young is able to do that. So hope you can keep that up, and uh, I'll definitely be watching him against LSU. All right, let's talk about special teams. Who are you going to be watching on special teams? Probably, I feel like I keep going to him, but I'm probably going to go Anders. I mean, just want to uh, see him be a little more consistent make sure that leg's not bothering him mentally and physically so um we're probably gonna we're gonna need him in every game we play we're not gonna score enough touchdowns so if we're gonna win it's gonna be ugly we're gonna need we're gonna need to make the majority of our field gold so gonna gonna be keeping an eye on him how about you yeah Anders is a good one uh i mean we saw the struggle against missouri and uh 
And he's been fine on PATs. I haven't seen anything there. But it's, yeah, you it haven't comes seen down PATs, to PATs, AJ. You're right. You, we haven't been taking mm-hmm. any PATs. <laughs> I have not seen PATs, and I've not seen any problems with PATs. So, you know, I think they're they go together, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like Andres is such a good pick. I mean, I was kind of thinking of him just to be a little different. I'll be Oscar Chapman because There's your man. I haven't seen. Well, I mean, we saw him a lot last week. Honestly, I hope to not see him. So it's kind of like a reverse psychology. Maybe we won't see him. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, you want to not see him. That's that's the man. You want to. See, you're watching him to stay on the sideline. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If That'll they work. pan over, I'll watch him on the sideline. That'll work. He, he's. <laughs> I, what if Oscar was so confident he didn't even dress out? He's like, we're not going to punt. Uh, that would be truly incredible. That would be amazing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's transition to score predictions for this LSU game. Uh, preseason, this kind of shows you kind of where Auburn's at. Preseason, Auburn was predicted to win this game, according to ESPN. Now, Auburn does not have that. We are only predicted, according to ESPN's kind of, you know, their algorithm thing uh, to win the games 21% of the time. So kind of shows you where we started the season you know, a little bit of optimism. Yeah, you can probably beat them at home. To now, we don't have that much of a shot. So I still think you have the, I mean, we didn't even talk about this, but it seems so fitting with LSU coming. Auburn had some voodoo happen last game. You know, <laughs> that their, their thicker kicker missing a, you know, pretty much a PAT level, you know, field goal. And then they're, the guy dropping it for Missouri at the one yard line. Those are voodoo type weird things that happen. And we got that going for us. And, the, and this, this is a great game for, you know, Jordan Hare to pull out its little voodoo magic stuff. Again, we've had some crazy stuff happen, but this will be a great one to, to have that happen again. Uh, LSU is favored seven and a half points uh, as a favorite. Um, but, yeah, let's go into our predictions for this. So preseason, I said we'd win by seven points. Jared said the same thing, 17 to 10. Jared, how are you feeling now? We're four games in. We've seen what we've seen this season. What are you thinking? I just – I have no idea what to think. I just – if if the team we're playing is also not great, and LSU's not right now, um, they're better than us probably. But it's at home. It's at night. I think we went 13-10. I think it's ugly. Um, I'm making such a terrible. It would be but terrible. I mean, but but that's that's just like we watched with the Missouri game. So yeah. like it seems feasible. Again, we have to win those dirty games. I, I think we could. Uh, I, I am banking on the line, better linebacker play. But to me, I felt like you know two or three weeks. Well, Penn State, everything went wrong, and even in San Jose State, there were several facets of the defense that needed to get better. I felt like. I feel like DBs have played a little better. They've come up and played man coverage and have not allowed the slant as easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it was a slant route we got our interception on. I felt right. like 
Yeah. I feel like the D line has stepped up. Um, I'm banking on the linebackers. I need I need better play from them. If we get better play from them. I, I think I think we win an ugly, ugly, ugly close game. And there's been a lot of ugly close games with LSU. So. Yeah. So I I keep going back and forth. Like I can see us winning this game, but I can also see us losing it by like ten. Oh, I could see us. I can see us getting blown out. I just don't think it happens. I hope not. Um, and, and I'll give I'll give one I'll give the fans this. The fans at the end of this game, there are plenty of videos out. There are plenty of Auburn fans still in the stadium. When I felt like that was such an ugly game, and I mean there there are points where I got I was like, how am I watching this? This is at one point I think there were like twelve punts back and forth between Missouri and Auburn. Like that is just so hard to watch. It's like there's nothing happening. And yet all the Auburn fans stayed there, stayed with them. And and when Auburn, when that last play was reviewed, that it was truly a fumble recovered by Auburn in the end zone and Auburn wins, like the fans went wild. And you're like, okay, like I, I don't think Auburn fans are going to have a trouble getting up for this game um, oh, no. And, no, no, no. and getting excited for it. So I think my prediction is going to be Auburn wins in a crazy ugly I'm going to say by two points. I don't know why. I feel like there's going to be some weird stuff happening. Maybe a missed field goal or something weird. I'm just going to say about two points. And you if think I, it went two to nothing? <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> two um, to nothing. Yeah, that would be crazy. Um, all right. Let's talk about our last kind of segment. This is always one of our favorites. Let's talk about an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. Lots happened, uh, as always, in the SEC. Um, Georgia beat Kent State, though at one point Kent State was putting up a good fight against Georgia. Georgia ended up winning. Uh, Mississippi State beat Bowling Green, whatever. Uh, this was a good one. Tennessee versus Florida. Tennessee barely beat Florida. And, I mean, Jared, let's talk about that game for a second. Like, that was a yeah, – Five point win for Tennessee, and Florida could have could have won that game just as easily too. So yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Um, I don't know how great Tennessee's defense is, but their offense is amazing. In fact, I think they turned the ball over twice. Uh, it could have it would have been uglier. They were they were going. I know for for a fact they were going in for another score in the first half and lost the ball. They were also without their best player, uh, a receiver for them. Yeah, uh, he, he's the best player on the team. So you know. Um, they looked like a functioning offense, so I was like, "Man, this this is interesting. What is this?" So yeah. uh, I tuned in just to see how functioning offenses work. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but they I look joked, pretty. They look pretty good. I joked uh, with my wife. I was like, after watching the Auburn game, she was like, "You watching more football?" I was like, "I don't know if I can take it anymore." <laughs> and she was like, "But don't you yeah. want to like watch some actually good football?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> Yeah, I you're know. like, I haven't watched football yet, honey. I don't know what you said. That was not football. I don't know what that was. No, but, but seriously, look. Tennessee, their their plays and, and success were schemed. Uh, uh-huh. Florida's, Florida's was more let the Richardson guy kind of roll around yeah. and buy time and make plays, and he did. Yeah. But it was not, like, schematically or necessarily working. It was, you know, those, those could have gone either way, 50-50. But Tennessee's were like, guys were wide open all over the field. Right. Well, they got a really good quarterback. So, so I feel like you can look at that game in a couple of different lenses. One of them 
you know, Tennessee plays Alabama every year. And I feel like there's a element of, I want Tennessee to be good because then that's one more tough game that Bama has to face during the year. Right. Then you got the other flip side. You got Florida. Yeah. They play Georgia every year. So it's like, I, I, I want honestly both of those teams to be pretty decent on, I think in the they'll, East. I think they'll both be challenges for Georgia. Georgia's cooled off a bit. You know, nobody talked about it, but I, I think Samford, they didn't really just run over Samford like you would have thought. Uh huh. And, and then Kent State was was in the game and I mean there's no way George is losing to those two teams but I think it just shows they are young on defense um I think South Carolina just I've watched them play two games now and they, they're just not great so I don't know how indicative that was of Georgia you know demolishing them the Oregon game looks really good but mm-hmm. my whole point is and I told some Tennessee buddies at this current moment I would pick Tennessee to split Bama and Georgia they'll, they'll get one of those that would be amazing that that's my prediction on that so I, I think it's possible with how hot Tennessee is right now uh, I, I again I kind of want that um, and you know for how bad Tennessee's been over the last decade or so I mean like it's bound to happen that they were going to finally get an upswing and, and they're on the upswing right now yeah they got the talent to challenge uh, both of those teams and I think they I think they still one of them yeah all right, so another game, um, there were a lot of kind of just like cupcake games that I'm not mentioning, but another kind of interesting one was Texas A&M versus Arkansas. And holy crap, if you haven't seen that fumble at the goal line, first off, why the heck was it Arkansas's quarterback like doing a jump? Like he, he was trying to jump over the line from like the five-yard line. I was like, seriously, that was really dumb. Don't do that. Um, but after that play, he fumbles it. A&M takes it back, and then the guy's about to get tackled. And then he hands it off to another Texas A&M player, and that guy just, like, takes off. He's got a 4-4-40. Like, he's booking it. And he ends up scoring essentially a 99-yard return fumble for a touchdown. So, <laughs> like, was well, such a weird – that that was one of the most unique plays I've seen. Yeah. And that's but... saying something, considering we had that kick – this this year or this this week where the guy literally kicked it hit the top of the end uh goalpost which game was that i'm trying to it remember. was that game yeah it was Arkansas. like that like auburn's game was weird that game was weird yeah it was some, <laughs> some weird plays yep that that changed the game i mean if that doesn't happen arkansas wins that game yeah so, so i'll mention a couple other bonus ones just so i thought it was interesting kansas state beat number six oklahoma just let that yep. sink in. I love that just because I don't want Oklahoma in the playoffs. Maybe that keeps them out. I bet they fight back. But, yeah, that would be nice to see. Uh, and then another kind of interesting one, uh, we already mentioned a little bit, Miami lost to uh, Middle Tennessee State. So that's really, really bad. Um, yep. Also, do you remember when we were talking about you know potential coaches for Auburn and Mario Cristobal was in that talk? Uh, uh, I, yeah, I mean, th- he, he made – turn this thing around down there but i have always had the opinion that cristobal is a great recruiter i don't know that he's a great coach yeah um but if you surround yourself if you surround yourself with good coordinators um you, you know recruiting may be all you need right that's possible um and then one other just kind of interesting one just because bonix is at oregon um oregon ended up uh winning a game uh and bonix was a get a key part of it there was a a couple 
plays where I was just like, that is such a classic Bonex play, you know, just making something out of nothing. Um, so love it for him. Uh, hope he has uh, great success and continues to keep having great success over there. Um, another couple things uh, to kind of finish out with Auburn and the NFL. There were a couple of big things that happened this week. Um, one of them I feel like was kind of expected just because we saw a lot of success out of him was Roger McCreary. Um, he's playing for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he led the Titans this last uh, this last week um, with nine tackles. Nice. And that's only his third NFL game ever, and he's leading his team. So that's really, truly amazing that Roger McCreary is doing that. So big props to him. We knew he was going to do big things, and uh, really excited to see that. The other one was a little more unexpected. Derek Brown. You know, we know big, big Derek Brown. Yeah. He got he an interception. Look, yeah, and it wasn't just a, any. He, he dove and, like, one-handed. Yeah. I mean, we knew big boy, 300-pounder Derek Brown was an athlete, but, like, that showed it to me. Yeah. I loved it. It was so a great much. play. Good good for him, man. So, pretty He's cool to see All right, Jared, any other final thoughts about uh, LSU before we get out of here? Uh nope just uh just we'll just remind the the people it is a night game right is it a uh, yes what time is it for six. everybody six o'clock six, Eastern six, six, Central or okay. six Central Central okay cool all right six o'clock Central let's uh let's go get the victory man yeah and, and we know the fans are gonna come out this is always a fun one and especially now it's a night game uh, I'm excited um, I'm gonna show up I think I'm gonna do a little tailgating before the game so. It should be a lot of fun. Um, and I'm coming back from the beach, literally stopping back. I'm at the beach right now. going to stop by Auburn, watch Auburn win, head home that evening with an Auburn victory. Nice. I like Let's it. do this thing. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, Jared, how can people stay in touch with you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on Twitter, A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.